welcome to the Curry Gumbo Podcast with Nicole and Ashley. Today we are reviewing the 2021 version of Mean Girls. Y'all saw the episode title, let's get into it. How do you feel about this show? I know that this is probably a critique that is very popular for this show, but it definitely reminds me of Harlem. The Megan Good show that recently um, came out around the same time. Even it's, the scenarios were the same because the thing about the ex-boyfriend coming back and back in town when he disappeared and not knowing where he was and like, oh my God, my ex-boyfriend is back. Why is he here? A light-skinned man has come back to fuck up your life again. I will say that they do feel different. The shows feel a bit different. Run the World gives me, and I've heard it be described this way, living single meets sex in the city. The creator of living single is the showrunner for this show. So that doesn't, that's not odd to me. I don't know about the living single comparison because living single, the women, I feel like were vastly different. Even occupation, um, even income level, even though they all were roommates. Sinclair didn't really have a job. Well, she was a Khadija's assistant and then became an actress. And then, and Sandy and got, is an assistant. Sandy is, Sandy is working under Well, she's, her, she's getting a PhD though. That's different. <clears throat> she's than, getting a PhD. Well, I mean, it's not like carbon copies, but it, it is kind of similar. Like you got no, Ella. I feel like it's a different, to me, getting your PhD and then being a secretary at your cousin's magazine is different it is different but it to me it's similar in that you are working under someone else until you can get your own career on track that but, but i'm we we can agree to disagree on that ella is a writer like khadijah and carrie on sex in the city you got renee who kind of gives me regine vibes with her love of money and her fashion sense. And then you have um, Whitney, who's giving very Charlotte vibes, who feels a little prudish, just a, a tad bit prudish, and seems to want to like break out of that box. And that seems to be like the, the crux of her character development. It does feel different from Living Single in that it feels like Living Single didn't feature New York as much. I, I don't think that we got to see the city. We didn't see much of Brooklyn in Living Single. And here, I think that they do, the city kind of serves more of a, serves more of a purpose in this show. I think in that way, they lean more towards sex in the city. But I don't know. I kind of, I kind of see, and and I think it's some of the stuff that would be in living single, like Renee on the ground at the bar, losing it because her husband uh, took the money from their mutual fund. It feels like a laugh that it, you would get laughs from that in in living single. Now, not so much because I just think that TV is in a, in a different place. So. I so, get yeah. it. It's not funny. The only thing I, I <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it's not a comedy. I'm not saying it that, is. So it's it's not, supposed to, no, it's, it's not. What is it? 
You think this is a drama? You laughed a lot? Girl. What did you think they wanted to do? I thought it was a, a drama. You are going to cut it. I think it's not think a it's serious drama. You have like serious dramas and you have just like just regular. It's not. I, I think it's in line drama with. Show. I think it's in line with an insecure. I think it's similar to Harlem. I think it's supposed to be comedy, maybe some dramedy mixed up. But I think at the core, it's supposed to be a comedy. I but that. I could be wrong. But I, I was saying wrong. the only difference with the living single comparison is that all of the characters had their own style. And these girls, they all dressed the same. So Whitney was the only one who kind of stuck out to me, who felt a little more conservative in the clothing that she wore. But I, I agree, like the outfits that they wore, the outfits that Renee would wear, I'm like, I can see Sandy wearing that. I can see Ella wearing that. Yeah. So th there wasn't much distinction there. I can say the same is, is the case for Sex in the City. How did you feel about Insecure? Like something that Molly would wear, would Issa wear that? It's not really fair, right? Because Molly was wearing a lot of work clothes. Yeah, Issa was more jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. Tiffany had a different style. So you can tell their personality by their clothing. Are you excited about season two? I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I'll watch it just to see see if this girl gets, ever gets married. <laughs> Whitney? Does, does she want to be married? Do you think she wants to get married? Or is she secretly sabotaging this wedding? Yeah, I don't think she wants to be married. I think she's, what do you call it, subconsciously sabotaging her relationship, even from the beginning when she had sex with that guy she knew wasn't nothing. Every time she talks about the wedding, it feels very like labor intensive. And I understand that weddings are stressful, but there's no sense of happiness at all. You know, when he's like, oh, let's, let's, um, let's work on our registry. He's just so excited. And it doesn't seem like he's leaving her hanging with the work. You know how sometimes when straight couples get married, the man is like, okay, you go and do that. Tell me how much things cost and we'll figure out the money. But here, you know, I, I, here are the people I would like to be in the wedding. I would like to get married in this city and go, you know. It seems like he's really helping. He is helping with the catering. He's like holding it down at engagement parties and, and the different festivities that are happening before the big day. So it's not like she's doing this alone. It's also a cultural wedding. He's Nigerian. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she's mm -hmm. American. You have the traditional garments that they wear, the traditional colors. And she's just not really into none of that. It seems like some of this is fairly new. I don't know how it works in a lot of Nigerian households. You don't know these people until you get married. Because it seems like there's like a big disconnect between her and his side of the family. He ain't been to no cookout. You ain't been to nobody else's wedding. You ain't, you ain't been to nobody's baby shower. You know, it just, it feels like so new 
to yeah, her. Yeah, this was her college boyfriend. She said this is the only boyfriend she ever had. And so all them years you was in college, you ain't never, there had to be somebody's birthday party or yeah. wedding or Christmas, and that's, something. Do you want him? Is he too good? His character was the only like male character who wasn't complicated. Sandy's boyfriend, Matthew, Renee's husband, Jason. They're complicated, but they're also like, there's some good traits. Matthews is a loving father and he really loves Sandy, but he, is, he seems to kind of take Sandy for granted. Jason has spent this girl mutual fun and sold her apple stock. She pissed. You know what I'm saying? Anderson and Randolph for two years. So there's some good and some bad with all of them. Ola seems just perfect. He's handsome. His body is sick. He's got a really good job. He treats you well. It feels very fairy tale-ish. And so I'm wondering, do you do you just not want to be married? Do you not want to marry him? Or are you looking for like the complicated life? Do you want the chase? Do you want the problematic guy? I kind of get it. It seems like she she feels like she missed out on her 20s because mm-hmm. this is the only guy she dated and now she's getting married. But I don't know. I don't think she wants to be married. What I appreciated is that she's not blaming him. That's why it's not giving me complete Andre vibes. It's like the sh- with Andre, and I know <laughs> I'm tired of talking about this guy, but he seems to like, he's mistreating his wife as he is ignoring her with Whitney it seems like she's still trying to play that role but you know what I could be lying because is she mistreating him every event that they have to go to for this wedding it's always work 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 is getting in the way but she was on time for Ella's birthday party what's going on she had time to have sex with um Chris Cabrera was it good sex I don't think so I've never been a part of a friend group where there was community peeing. Me neither. That's am weird. I am I missing out? Like I don't. I, know, I just because that's weird. I don't even want to kiss the same person. Nobody don't want to do kiss. it. But did you relate to any of them, even a little bit? No. Why? Ella, she was overreacting, girl, for everything. Even with Anderson, because we find <clears throat> in the beginning we we. It's, they say that, oh, he, they were together and he, like, disappeared for two years. He went to Africa. To work. You knew where he was. He didn't you disappear. Knew. She said he stopped calling, though. He did stop calling that girl, but probably because she's annoying. I was very much annoyed with Ella. So over it. Sunday was team doing way too much with that little girl. Listen. I need to figure out the... The situation. She's saying she's been in her life since she was four. We have no idea who the mother is or where, where the mother is. Where is she? Where is she? And why does the show think that we don't need to know that? That was so weird to me. We know that this man done farted in your face and now you got pink eye. But we don't know where her mother is. What, what, what is happening? And why is Sunday the main caretaker of this little girl why from his point of view he's probably like oh great she's here she can handle it but where is the mother and where's Sandy getting this money from 
I am it like I know people in PhD programs. I you know like my brother is like girl are you a professional student? Like I love grad school. I really love it. Now I've never attempted a PhD. Maybe I will at some point. But when I tell you PhD funding is not great and it has never been great in the city of New York City and people go into a significant amount of debt attending grad school in New York City. Even when you get full rides that doesn't take care of housing, that is a lovely student housing apartment you have. And it seems like you're it's not being shared with anyone. No, that's a nice apartment. Period. That is a very nice apartment. I'ma let that go, like that don't make sense. I'ma let it go. And then she keeps the apartment. Okay, so she's kind of like living with her boyfriend in this beautiful brownstone. Gorgeous. Which makes sense. That has been in your family. You are also a professor. You've probably been there for some time. You've got, you, maybe, I, did they mention tenure? I, I don't know. But he probably has some money. Especially if that, if that home has been in your family for some time. So I'm a, I, you have a brownstone. Wonderful. But when she was like, she kind of faked moved in because she said she still kept her apartment and she didn't even tell him. So I'm like, how do you keep a secret apartment? How do you keep a secret apartment? And at least are you subleasing it to get the, the extra income? No. I mean, and maybe she's not paying anything at his, at the brownstone. Maybe she's not contributing to any bills so she's able to pay the bills at her at her student housing apartment what doesn't make sense to me is when Whitney's maid of honor comes into town and she's like hey y'all gotta give me $800 for the events of this bachelorette stuff and she's like even if I had $800 I don't I wouldn't be giving it I wouldn't be giving that to you. That seems like something that would come from a person who's in a PhD program because your PhD stipend is not a lot. Like you cannot afford that. And that's why a lot of people in grad school, like either you're either taking out loans or you're working the gig economy. You're, you, you're teaching, you're an adjunct professor somewhere. You have a full-time teaching gig. You work for a nonprofit. You you work at a at a restaurant. You do the you you do something. You do something to make ends meet. So you not having the eight hundred dollars for this is is wonderful. It, I get it. That makes sense. But honey, when I tell you the clothing looks like it costs some money, the way you just out and about, I don't really see you studying. You seem like you chilling. She ain't got no job either. Where she work at? No job. It don't seem like you have a job. It seems like your job is hanging out with your friends. And that's fine. I just want to know, like, what's the loan situation? Talk to me about that. I like that about Insecure. It's like living in L.A. is is difficult. Molly's a lawyer. So Molly is okay. Tiffany's married. And Tiffany has a full-time job. She's okay. Kelly is an accountant. Kelly is okay. But when old boy was working at Best Buy, shit wasn't sweet. Old girl driving for Lyft and hold, still holding on a full-time job, that shit makes sense. This makes sense. Like, Sandy's lifestyle does not make sense to me. Why do you say she was doing too much? 
she was her main caretaker, taking her to ballet class. They had an, even, okay, the part doing too much was at the bachelorette party. When she's taking phone calls, she's singing the girl a bedtime story, and her daddy right there. <laughs> Why? Do you, I mean. I'm out. I, Your daddy is right there. Do you think that Sandy recognizes that she does too much? Because there are several moments, and not several, but there are a few moments in the show where she's like, I feel like a married mother, and I ain't no mama. I'm not a married, you know, and I, we're not married. And I do a lot for this girl. And it, it does seem like, I don't know, I put that on Matthew. That's Yeah, because he's allowing it. He allows he's it. He's allowing it. He's encouraging it because he out studying at the motherfucking cafe. You already got a muffin and you ordered a tres leche cake. You already got a muffin. And I see two books. You about to, you about to get into two books? Uh-uh-uh. But then you have a problem with her taking her out of that ballet company when they being when they shooting her the microaggressions talking about that kid's weight as it relates to her ethnic group like do you really want this little girl to be around these racist white folk do you really want that and so you getting mad saying you she's overstepping a boundary but what boundaries have you placed for her she's she's raising this girl like, did you feel like that was inappropriate for her to do with the ballet business? I didn't understand why she was in that ballet class, period. I was like, who signed her up in the first place? Was it the daddy or Sandy? Because that whole thing was weird to me. I'm like, why you got your daughter in an all-white ballet? But that's, that's them. <laughs> but in Harlem... Exactly. It was weird because it seemed like the teacher didn't really know them because when Sandy gave her the, gave the lady the check, she was just like, she acted like there was no type of relationship. Like, do is this your first time paying? Does the daddy always mm -hmm. pay? But then she was like, giving them financial aid stuff. Like, do you know this little girl? Maybe run that by the dad before you take her out of the class. Maybe say like, hey, here's what I witnessed. Here's what I think you should do. Ultimately, that is your decision. But if it's going to be like that, you can't be calling me to sing you goodnight. You can't be, you can't expect me to pick her up and take her. Like, I, I just think that if you want someone to be the primary maternal figure, then you need to let them do that. Do you think it was inappropriate that they were dating? So whenever you get a PhD, your final project is to write a dissertation. So a book length project focusing on whatever you're studying. So it seems like she's studying mass incarceration. She got to give them people a lengthy research project about that. And so you have an advisor who kind of keeps you on track. It's a very intimate relationship, which is why I think it is entirely inappropriate that they are dating. And the way that the, for Sandy to not see it, to not see how you might be getting special treatment as it relates to the other students in the program. It's like, girl, you don't see how this fucked up. I think it would be weird if you're dating someone with a different, with a higher, I guess you're working under them, so to speak. That has to carry over at home. 
Like, how do you turn that off? And that that would be the, I guess, inappropriateness for me. It's like, I, we don't need to be doing this. Now let me get another advisor. So when he calls her childish for pulling that foolishness with the brown ballet slippers, when they are talking about him being at the cafe when he should have been home and he's standing up and she's sitting down, I feel like that's where those, that is the visual markers of that power dynamic. It, it does come out. I want to get into the nitty gritty of how they became a unit. Because even like, hey, take my daughter, drop off this check. If I am dating my advisor, and if I need something from them, I might feel uncomfortable saying no to them. I don't think that this is, I don't think Matthew is a predator. I'm not getting that. I think that Sandy is grown. I think that you, a lot of people meet their significant others at the job this is a job like a lot of times once you get to that level school is a job Sandy is not an undergraduate Sandy is not 18 years old dating a 40 year old like that's not what's happening here but I think that there's there's certain so like she could be harmed in that way she may not she may not see it that way but it's like you you might be saying yes to some stuff that you say that you want to say no to because at the end of the day, you do work with this man. But also, you might be getting perks that other students are not because you're dating this man. Y'all are having a party to gain favor from the department and you're a student and you're at a party with all these professors. So you rubbing elbows with people networking and shit. I would feel a way if I was a student. I would really feel a way. I get it. And then they're more than dating. They're basically living with each other. Living together. They have, living a, fam together. They have a family unit. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm a single dad. I'll let you know when you can meet my daughter. No, they already met. They done bonded. Yeah. They got their own little thing going on. They are a family. I feel like I be wanting everything from shows, and when they don't deliver, I get mad. But And that's wrong. I shouldn't be like that. No one needs to know what this girl's mother is. But, um, Renee, was she overreacting with her man? Absolutely not. You don't think so? This was kind of reminding me of Brown Sugar when, what's his name, want to have his record label? And Reese wasn't, like, with it, but that was his dream? If you ain't with it, you do not have to be with it. But you did marry this person. Maybe we should have talked about career paths before we got married, but at the same time, people change. The issue that I have, the issue that I have is the mutual fund. Don't move yeah, okay, our yeah. money. That's our, don't move our money by yourself because you feel in a way. Don't do that. That, that is, I feel like I get she, that. She, it's, it's appropriate for her to be upset. Is it worth getting a divorce? Again, do you want to be married? It's given Whitney. Do you want to be married? Yeah, it seemed like she was looking for an excuse to get out the marriage because she wasn't really feeling him before he mentioned he took the money out the mutual front. She was out. She was over it before then. And we never got any sense that she was struggling financially. 
So when I think this was like maybe episode two or three, where they get into this really big argument about her taking care of the home financially because he quit his corporate job to manage a band that he believes in. And she says she believes in it as well. But up until then, I don't see her, I don't really see it impacting their finances in any way that it's, it's impacting your day to day. So is it just the look of it that you have an issue with? What's the problem? Cause it don't seem like it's, it's, it's hurting y'all financially. She mentioned she did not sign up for him to be a manager. She signed up for him to have his corporate job. That's how they started. That's how they gonna finish. But like you said, things change. People change their mind about what they wanna do. I didn't appreciate him making her feel selfish when he admitted to taking the money. That's wrong. And that's, you're, you're trying to manipulate her feelings. What if your husband became a preacher and he put all of his money into the church and any time, like he was like, hey, you're watching Run the World? Oh no, we will be watching the Gospel Network. Any music that is played in the home, it needs to be gospel music. I don't want any secular things in my life. Those things, like, how would you feel about that? No, you're not going to tell me what to do. But I think, I think going with that example. No, no, but okay, using that example, if my husband was going to be a preacher, that means I would have to be a first lady. And Mm -hmm. then the question is, do I want to be somebody's first lady? Do I? It's like when Obama ran for president and Michelle was like, what now? <laughs> I got a job. I already got a job. Right. What mm-hmm. you mean? I got, I got another job? Like, do I want this other job? So to a certain extent, I get it. Like, you, I, I married a, a guy with a corporate white-collar job. What is this other stuff? What, what is this? Can't you do this on the side? Can't this be a passion project? What are you doing? I get it. I don't know if that, that wouldn't be the reason to divorce for me. The mm-hmm. money thing, yes, I get that because you're lying and being secretive about money. But just changing your mind about your career and having and wanting to do something different, that's, I don't think that's a reason to be like, I'm thrilled with you. This is not what I signed up for. You didn't marry his career. Yeah. You married the person. I'm wondering if he ran the career change by her. I get what you're saying about the Dre and Re stuff from Brown Sugar. I think the reason it's so easy to be on Dre's side is because he's the main character of the film. And also we saw how soul-sucking it was to be at Millennium Records. You know, where he's not making music, he's he's like building pop stars because of money, not because of the love of music. Do we want to get into Ella? Ella is turning 32. She's having this crisis at 32. I'm like, my 32 was different. Well, I told you 30 was my scary age. So Why was it scary? Because I wasn't where I wanted to be in my but career. But what did you... But what would you, what, did you have something planned? 
I didn't necessarily, I don't think I had anything planned. I just thought that my degree would get me into certain places and I feel like it, it didn't. If I wanted to be a doctor, if I wanted to be a nurse, hell, if I wanted to be an astronaut, there's a guide for that. I feel like what I wanted to be, like there's, there's no guide for it. I don't, I don't think there's a, a position, like a, a, a title for what I, for what I want to do. So you why did you feel out of place? Because I just, I still wanted to be in a certain financial space. I didn't, I was unhappy at the job I was working at and I just, I felt very unfulfilled and I didn't want, and I, and I think I fell into that, oh, 30 is old. I'm old now. I'm not in my, I'm not young. So, you know, you can still be struggling at 20. You can't be struggling at 30. Oh God, no. I let that get to me. And then it was like, child, I just don't care anymore. Like it's, you know, I, I can see how it would be worse for Ella because she has seen success. I think that we see this in the master of none episode, the, the love episode with um, Denise and she has this best selling book. And then after that, she's trying to follow it up. She can't follow it up. Like there, that is scary to see some success and then to go through this decline. It was getting on my nerves, but I get the fear. I didn't understand why she was so disgusted with Soldier Boy, because <laughs> yo, you're only 32, like that's your age. That's your music, that's your people. How are you above Soldier Boy? That's your old college. Yeah. Did she give you stuck up vibes? Yes. I did not like the way she handled that movie premiere when she was like, oh my God, it teaches girls that they should be afraid of turning 30. Bitch, you was just scared to turn 32, but you telling people not to get um, crazy about maternity and about, um, what is it called? Oh, when freezing you your egg. Was it freezing yeah. your eggs? Or, yeah. She wasn't sensitive to the fact that there are some people who are actively trying to have children and are struggling. Yeah or can't yep. and so you have to give space for those stories it seemed like the show positioned ella as the main character i don't think she's returning for season two how do you feel about that i didn't know she wasn't coming back um she does seem like the main character well bye ella <laughs> one of the descriptions of the show is like four fiercely loyal friends living it up in harlem it was they use the word loyal, and I was thinking, I don't get loyal when I get... I don't either, especially if they're sharing teen. How's that loyal? It's... Ella wrote a story about the celebrity Emmett Wolf, who's a fictional celebrity yes. in the story. And she does that to the detriment of the relationship with a PR person, Iman, who invited her out. That's the reason she knows Emmett. And she witnesses Emmett in a compromising position with someone else. So she writes a story about Emmett cheating on his wife. Iman is pissed because it's like, girl, I invited you here and you, you write this story about the man I'm representing. He fired me because we all know it was you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Iman just straight giving her the motherfucking business verbally. And Renee is like, oh my goodness, I like her. 
And that's why I feel like it leans more towards comedy because that's just, that's Renee being ridiculous. But also, so there's, there's that. And I'm like, that doesn't read as loyal to me. It also didn't read as loyal to me when that professor Baptiste was kind of giving the business to Sandy. It's like, what you're saying might be true, but you're being rude. Like you're trying, how did you feel about the that professor and Sandy? What did she say? She said, every woman deserves to fuck, to up, fuck and, up. Yeah. As in to sleep your women, way to the top. Yeah. And there have been women who have tried to get their paws on on Matthew she was being shady and... because she knows that she's with Matthew and why are you bringing up his act why are you bringing up his past they not here why yeah and so but Ella is in there like oh my god I love you I love your politics it's like you see this bitch is shading me like why are you trying to be all up under her titty right now like what are you doing so I don't be getting loyal from these niggas even though I was kind of like, Sandy, she being shady, but she's also just telling you the fucking truth. And you got the nerve to be like, well, insinuating that he's had relationships with female students is a bit harmful, but he he's, he's in a relationship with you. Who's a student. Who is a student, a female student. So is what he's doing harmful? Are you saying that he, she was insinuating that he has relationships with students do you think you're the only student that he could possibly date are you of the course first she does. date girl you a fucking idiot of course Stop he thinks she's dumb. the only one should we get to this bachelorette party child what bachelorette party <laughs> unbachelorette party how did you feel about whitney's what was that her best friend or her cousin from out of yeah. town. No, she, this was the young lady who introduced Whitney to Ola. So that's why she's oh, the maid of honor. okay. It seemed like her friends were kind of, were really mean to her. Like, they was not trying to. They were really mean to her. They were not like, trying to, like, be inviting. Y'all the all part of the bridal party. Like, be nice. That's another reason why I didn't feel connected to these women. Because I'm wondering if some, like, y'all went to Spelman, mm -hmm. which means that you are in, either in a significant amount of debt, because it's a private school, so or you're either your in debt, or, or your parents paid for it, so you are, you, ha you have been in a, in a significantly privileged position. It, re it, it feels like black, rich girls who brunch. yeah. Who would like we y'all? They they would not be my friends. No, maybe wouldn't. Renee, maybe maybe Renee, but like y'all would not be my friends. And what is so astonishing to me is it be people like that, fucking studying African American studies. It's like the fuck. Like so, you are going to be positioned as this scholar, as this expert in the race and you you being rude to this black lady who's being rude to dr baptiste like i ugh, ugh. and so it's like don't 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 also be mean and make her like audition to be y'all's friend it was given mean girls they were mean because the girl she had planned the bachelorette she had the marriott hotel and then renee was like oh we don't do marriott 
And then she had... Yeah. Like, oh, we're too good for bottle service. Oh, right. you wanted us to pay that much for Chinese food? Oh, my God. I don't pay that much for soda. I've got grease in my apartment. I can make... Bitch, the fuck? She had the lady with the with the toys come in for a little, like, bachelorette games or whatever she was going to do. And then Renee just was like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, damn, no, we don't girl, do that. She, she's, she planned this stuff. How you going to... Y'all didn't plan shit. Exactly. Y'all didn't plan nothing for your best friend who y'all keep encouraging to get married. With the exception of Renee. Renee just seemed like, bitch, you don't want to do that shit. Don't do that shit. But y'all are only worried about y'all whack-ass relationships. Sandy, if I hear one more thing about this Matthew nigga, because I've had it, and you want to invite Anderson to the motherfucking wedding when you was just talking about how he ain't shit for leaving to go to work bitch you sound fucking stupid so hell yeah y'all mean y'all are assholes and then when renee is talking to them about getting a divorce which kind of feels like are you really getting a divorce what's happening are we really separated ella up there flirting with the motherfucking bartender bitch I'm about to go through something serious. And you sitting up here trying to fuck your feelings away from fucking Anderson. You trying to fuck on Brian, but he got whiskey dick. You trying to fuck the bartender, but he's saying cock and you pissed. Bitch, why don't you just be a friend right now? She literally stayed at the bar to be with that white bartender when and told Sandy to take Renee home. Like, girl, you serious right now? Are you going to watch season two? I'll watch season two. I will watch season two. I'm interested to see what they do without the fourth friend, the main friend. I'm interested to see that. I'm interested to see what happens between Whitney and Ola. I like Ola. He's a very likable guy. I like him too. (laughs) Like, you can't not like him. So that makes it extra difficult to deal with Whitney's infidelity. Should she should she have told him she cheated? If you were Ola, would you have wanted to know? No. I don't think he did. He didn't need to know that. Especially if it's never going to happen again. Yeah. The only reason I feel like I would want to know is because I'm the only one in the friend group who doesn't know. Because if Renee and Jason are together, if Ellen and Anderson are together, whenever I tell my friends things, I just expect that a lot of them are going to tell their significant other. That just happens. Yes. And you got to get over it. So if all my male friends know that I have been cheated on and I don't know, I'm yeah, going to feel a way about that. And then he was at, what's his name, birthday party. So that's even more With shady. Chris Cabrera with Chris Cabrera. We are in I'm in the same place with this man that you was with. Now I will say no one was petty about it. No one was rude about it and I appreciated everyone being like chill. But I just kind of felt like mm, mm, That's that's the reason I would want to know. If I mean, everybody in you want to know, but it's like it just messed everything up. Now there's no wedding, potentially. 
all no, that planning. You telling him didn't mess it up. You fucking that guy messed true. it up, Whitney. True. That is true. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hit us up on Instagram at Curry Gumbo. Hope to see you next week. Bye.